Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Today in this glorious day, it is Thursday, November 9th, 2023. Little different look here. We appreciate having the Rumble and local studios let us film here our show. Love them as partners as well. Sparks fly at the GOP debate and Donald Trump holds dueling rallies. Vivek Ranswamy, the man of the hour, joins the show. But don't ask the corporate press because they're lying once again. And we will prove it. My name is Benny Johnson and this is The Benny Show. Baby, let's go. Republican presidential debate, Vivek Ramaswamy calls Nikki Haley, Dick Cheney, and Three Inch Heels, and then says we have two of them on stage. Yo, okay, so here's my here's my deal. I gotta sit back and like level with you. There is a incredible cone of psyop that sits over our nation, and it is remarkable to see. The closer you get to the way the sausage is actually made, the closer you get to the actual inside. I sat in the front row of the debate last night. I was sitting right there. I was mixing it up, okay? With the greasy donors and with like all the people who pay money and all the consultants and everything, and like some of the worst people. Oh man, the close and, and the media and the press, the closer you get, the more you realize that the enemy is within. The closer you get to the brokenness of the Republican party and the media ecosystem and how they play off each other and they need each other, the more you recognize like how they work in concert in order to destroy actual populist movements and grassroots movements, like whether it be the Tea Party, America First, MAGA, kind of the same thing, through line, right through. And you really are, it's, an, it's remarkable because if you were to watch the debate, and if you watch the debate, we're going to be joined here in a second by Vivek, but if you watch the debate last night, you would see what everyone on the internet saw. Everyone on the internet in the debate said, whoa. Hot, hot, hot damn. Vivek Ranswamy won this thing walking away. Everyone else was like a Muppet or a mannequin or a cardboard cutout. And Vivek like was speaking the language of the base. He was speaking the language of the grassroots. And that really affected like that. That's he was trending all night. But then if you look in the morning, you'll see that the media apparatus go, goes into full scale swing in order to try and like like rig the coverage, which is remarkable, to say that like what happened didn't actually happen because they were the ones called out. And it's starting on the right tone right away was this clip that just melted down the internet to its very core, like at the very molten lava of like where the base stands is this opening statement by Vivek Ramaswamy, who joins us in just a moment but this is the one that actually went so thermonuclear uh, that everyone, including the RNC, corporate press, is in a panic this morning to try and stop you from seeing this clip. Why? Because they're the ones indicted in it. Go. Swami, let me turn to you. Uh, please make your case. Why would you, uh, why should you be the nominee and not the former president? I think there's something deeper going on in the Republican Party here. And I am upset about what happened last night. We've become a party of losers at the end of the day. We have a cancer in the Republican establishment. 
Let's speak the truth. I mean, since Ronna McDaniel took over as chairwoman of the RNC in 2017, we have lost 2018, 2020, 2022, no red wave that never came. We got trounced last night in 2023. And I think that we have to have accountability in our party. For that matter, Ron, if you want to come on stage tonight, you want to look the GOP voters in the eye and tell them you resign, I will turn over my, yield my time to you. And frankly, look, the people there are cheering for losing in the Republican Party. Think about who's moderating this debate. This should be Tucker Carlson, Joe Rogan, and Elon Musk. We'd have 10 times the viewership asking questions that GOP primary voters actually care about and bringing more people into our party. You think the Democrats, and we've got Kristen Welker here, you think the Democrats would actually hire Greg Gutfeld to host a Democratic debate? They wouldn't do it. And so the fact of the matter is, I mean, Kristen, I'm going to use this time because this is actually about you and the media and the corrupt media establishment. Ask you the Trump-Russia collusion hoax that you pushed on this network for years. Was that real or was that Hillary Clinton made up disinformation? Answer the question. Go. Mr. Ross. This is how we get our country back. We need accountability because this media rigged the 2016 election. They rigged the 2020 election with the Hunter Biden laptop story. Mr. Ramaswamy, and they're going to rig this election. Your time is up. Accountability. Let me turn to That's Governor, Governor Christie. Why you? <laughs> Come on. Go, baby. It is my honor to welcome to the program the man of the hour, the big Ron Swamy. Go. Vivek, okay, baby. What's up, man? Are you still smoldering? Yeah, I'm doing pretty well. You know, I'm, uh, I'm at an airport, about to hop on a flight, but, you know, Miami's been pretty good. So we, we uh, <laughs> enjoyed it. I think we're just getting warmed up, Benny. I took the gloves off last night, and I'm, I don't intend to put them back on. I think the people deserve to see the corruption. I've been talking about it a lot in the Democratic Party, and it exists, but it exists 360 degrees from the mainstream media to the Republican Party to the donor class to the special interests. Yeah, we're going to we're going to expose them. They're not going to be happy when we do it. I was cracking up this morning when I saw the mainstream cable news, print news trying to recast that debate. Oh my god, I've never seen something that's that's a difference between people who actually watch the thing versus them trying to play cover for the attacks that I exposed them on, but we're just getting warmed up and and this is going to be a theme for the rest of the campaign. We actually have that uh, image from the New York Times saying that Vivek did not do very well. He he did the worst. Chris Christie did way better than Vivek. Is, is this is this what you is this what you saw if you were watching at home that Chris Christie and Tim Scott did way better? This this is what rigging looks like. This is what rigging the debate well, looks like because yeah. you, call, you called them out from People the start. You call, you call out the GOP establishment. You call out the corporate media establishment. And so now the entire the entire behemoth now turns on you, right? So so now now you're now you're the enemy. And that, that you get you get something like that. Who poll? Who, whose poll is this? By the way, like, who 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 do they poll for this? Oh, New York no, Times columnist. It was their columnist <laughs> of the New York Times, and, and and it's about it makes about as much sense as having a, the likes of Kristen Welker moderate a Republican presidential debate. It doesn't make any sense asking questions that no GOP yes. primary voter is actually interested in. But but here's the thing. I mean, we can have this discussion in normal times, and it's it's important enough. But Benny, right now, we're depending on staying out of World War III, actually. Like that, th these are the kinds of issues that are at stake if you're going the direction of the establishment puppets. I mean, Nikki Haley, I mean, this is a woman who has 
you know, on one hand, will virtue signal to her Republican base criticizing the Biden family or Hunter Biden. Well, guess what? You look at the Haley family, it's no different than the Biden family. She has made money off of her time in UN. It was a short-lived stint, cup of coffee stint. She comes out bankrupt in personal debt. Her family is in personal debt and then comes out ahead with multi-million dollar speaking gigs and multi-million dollar payments from military contracting firms whose clients haven't been disclosed. And then you think about joining the board of Boeing, whose back she scratched forever as the governor of South Carolina to then join their board right afterwards. It's just first order old school corruption. And, you know, the Republican Party likes to say we're not a party of identity politics. Here's another just hard truth. I'll speak from having Mike seen, seen the experience over the last 12 hours. There's this assumption in the Republican Party establishment and in the mainstream media that somehow if you have two X chromosomes, you're immune from criticism over corruption. I reject that. I reject that identity politics. It's Dick Cheney in three inch heels. We're going to call it out just like we're going to call Dick Cheney out of those heels. That's the answer. <laughs> so so you called out Ron McDaniel to resign. Uh, some yeah. people are saying that you had an interaction with her afterwards or before. Did what? Like, What was your interactions with Ron? Did she come up to you and resign? Can you break that news right now? So, so I don't remember her speaking to me after the debate, but people said she saw her. There was a lot of people surrounding me. So if she was screaming at me, I certainly didn't hear it or see it. Uh, I don't think whatever she had to say was particularly important. I think it is pathetic if the reports are true that she is telling people around her that she's not going to give another dime to my campaign. As far as I know, I don't think they've been very helpful anyway. But think about that as, as if it's almost proving my point. It's not her party. It's not her money. She is a steward appointed to advance the interests of GOP voters and is instead saying because she was called out for leading a failed party that lost. She takes over in 2017. We won in 2016. She takes over. Lose in 2018. Lose in 2020. Lose in 2022 with no red wave. Got trounced last night. To then say, okay, the guy who says that, how dare you say it? I'm not going to give him any more of the RNC's money. Not like I want that RNC money anyway, but it shows it's like a breach of duty, right? Treating it like it's her own money. That is the corruption. That is the swamp. The idea, and I got a question from the media afterwards. Well, how are you calling her out on her debate stage? I, I say, excuse me. This is a question I got literally in the spin room last night afterwards, an angry question from a reporter. Why you're, you're doing this on her debate stage? I said, it is not her debate stage. The debate stage does not belong to her. It belongs to the GOP primary voters who we're supposed to represent. And this is a party that has completely lost any connection with its own base or where its own base actually is. And so, yeah, are the Democrats corrupt? Absolutely. Are the Republicans corrupt? Absolutely. From the Ronna McDaniels all the way to the Nikki Haley's of the world who are on that stage, they want a Dick Cheney comeback in the Republican Party to take their party back from the people who had this radical idea of putting this country in our own citizens' interests first. That's really what this is about. The foreign policy is the third rail. I, I, in my case, am a person who's coming in from the outside who they have an allergic reaction to. There's all the things you're not supposed to say out loud. I'm saying out loud. The press has been completely silent and you know, I think letting certain people off the hook for identity politic reasons, which I think is pathetic. And so, yeah, I'm the only person who's on that stage willing to speak those hard truths and they're coming at me for it, no doubt about it. But we're not going to back down and I think I'm just getting warmed up. 
So the Democrats right now are not going to hold any debates, even though Joe Biden has primary challengers. Do you think you'll be invited back to a Republican debate? I mean, better be. <laughs> I, I, I don't think I'm, I'm thinking we get a very warm invitation, but they have set some rules. I've already qualified for the fourth debate in early December. I'm sure they're going to try every trick in the book to silence me or keep me out. Actually, this is a really funny thing in the in, it's like small stuff. But even in the spin room last night, like every campaign gets a little sign, like a little person assigned by the RNC to hold up their sign. They it's like, it's like her little nudge at me, I suppose, that our campaign didn't get one. So, so it had to be like one of our campaign staff doing it instead. Like, who cares? This stuff just it just doesn't matter. But it shows how petty these people are. It shows how corrupt they are. They think the party belongs to them. It does not. It belongs to our voter base. And I'm offering that healthy reminder, but it's not landing very well on their ears. So that next debate, I think it should be pretty fun. I, I, I really uh, think Nikki Haley, the press has completely relegated its responsibility, abdicated its responsibility entirely to say they want to scrutinize this person. They've decided that this is the puppet they now want to put up as the alternative to Donald Trump and to use the shield of identity politics to try to immunize her from criticism. Sorry, that's not going to work. And, you know, the next debate stage should be even further thinned down. I've already qualified per the RNC rules. It'll be interesting to see if they continue to follow their own rules. But, yeah, I'm not going to be I'm not going to be playing with kid gloves, certainly not from here on out in this debate and not in this race. So speaking of not playing with kid gloves and playing with dangerous objects, uh, do you think there's like ammunition in Nikki Haley's heels? I think she's I mean, this woman is literally so addicted to war. She's like the shoes I'm wearing are ammunition. She's like, Nikki, I'm not a third world nation. So I know you're, you you have a pension for bombing third world nations, but I'm not one of those third world nations. I mean, you know, look, the bombs explode, her bank account, you know, grows. It's Nikki Haley's business model. She's, I mean, as far as I know, the woman's never made an honest dollar in her life. It's been monetizing her connections in government. But it's not just her. It's just not one person. It's an embodiment of a way of life in the political class, in both parties. I mean, you got the Biden family that sold off our foreign policy to make their family rich, it's wrong. That's why we're sending money to Ukraine. Nobody will tell you that dirty little secret out loud, but you gave a $5 million bribe to Hunter Biden. You think it's an accident that that same family is the one that's intent on sending $200 billion of our taxpayer money back to Ukraine? It's the Ronnie McDaniel problem. They treat our taxpayer money like it's their own money repaying a bribe. Well, Haley, connections from the UN, same story. Is Dick Cheney 2.0, Halliburton guy becomes the guy who's a warmonger, big surprise. So. It's a deep, it's a deep corrupt system, but I wouldn't bother wasting, you know, there's a lot of ways one could spend their life and their energy productively. The reason I'm actually focused on this is this is going to have real consequences for people here at home. I mean, our sons and daughters, this country's sons and daughters, people our age, many went to go die in places like Iraq and Afghanistan, 10, 15,000 plus in just those two wars, 7 trillion of our national debt that the next generation of young Americans is going to bear came from those two wars. And so that's why the corruption is important. It's not just to, you know, I'm not a journalist here, right? I, I'm in this to lead this country, but why am I taking the time to expose this like the real journalists in the mainstream media should be doing? The answer is it has real consequences for our country. It is the greatest risk we face of sending the next generation of our sons and daughters to fight somebody else's war and rack up national debt when we're $34 trillion back. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code POD. 
That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Bankrupt. That greatest risk comes from the fact that there are people with incentives to make money from doing it. And they will deflect that every direction, see through it, don't fall for that farce, whether it's Biden and their crime family or the Haley corruption family, don't fall for it. And especially when they're protected by establishment stooges like Ronna McDaniel, who treat the Republican Party money as though it's her own money deciding who it does or doesn't go to based on who she prefers. That's corruption of the highest level. It exists in both parties. And that's why I'm calling it out, because it actually has consequences for the policy decisions we're at risk of making unless we have a better generation of new leadership. Do you think that Rana should resign? Yes, I do. Do you think that it's a violation of her fiduciary duty to say that she's going to now manipulate or attack you using donor money? I mean, if I was a donor to the RNC, yes. I'm not. But if I was a donor to the RNC, I'd be like, hold up. That, I mean, those, those that's pretty damn uh, black, uh, like black allegation you got there that you're going to personally attack the, the candidate on stage who has every right to be there. If he criticizes you, then you're going to weaponize our cash against him. Yes, it's a, it's a violation of duty. I mean, it, 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 in some ways, it proves the very point that I was making. It's not just me. I mean, if you look at Harmeet Dillon in her race against Ronna McDaniel to be the RNC chair, I mean, look at the way they actually used even those resources to weaponize it back against her to make sure Ronna stayed in her seat. And look at what Harmeet was actually pointing out and exposing, how they were using excess payments to consultants and otherwise to enrich people in the process that weren't serving the interests of the GOP voter base. And so it's that demonstrable pattern of people who think it's their money. And in a certain sense, people who think about woke CEOs, I mean, this is the problem in corporate America. You have CEOs that, and BlackRock and otherwise using other people's money to advance their own agendas, in that case, liberal agendas. That's wrong, that's a fiduciary breach. I've written about it in other contexts. But if you're the steward of a nonprofit organization of the Republican Party, it's not your money that you get to decide because this person said a bad thing about me because I've led a party that's lost the last four to five major elections since I took charge and calls for a change in accountability or somebody who runs for me in the RNC chair for primary, as you did with Harmeet Dillon or otherwise. It's wrong. It's corrupt. It's a violation of duty. And so if, if that's really true, that that's what she's saying to the people around her, then I think that that is a serious problem and further proves the point that we need a changing of the guard in the GOP and we need a changing of the guard at, at a lot of different levels in this country. And so, yes, I do think a president who comes from a different generation from outside of this broken system, outside of this swamp to come in to actually break that system. Somebody who's actually earned money by building businesses in the private sector rather than monetizing government connections. Yes, that's what I think it's going to take to break the system. And so, you know, at times you, you wonder, we're living a great life. Why the heck enter this corrupt sport? Well, somebody's going to have to come in from the outside and fix it. So you know, that's why we're in this in our family. We're up for the task and I think we're going to do it. So I know we only have one minute left here. Real quick, you went hard at the media. That's, I mean, there's a lot of good lines, but you went really hard at Kristen Welker. You got her to, like, giggle nervously about the Russia collusion question. Uh, what, what do you think her answer would have been to that? It seemed like you were pressed for time, but what do you Well, like, I, think that, I think that they were— Will they ever uh, have to answer for that? I, I, I'm not going to let them off the hook. I mean, this is the mainstream media. They have lied to us from the Hunter Biden laptop story that they said was false, suppressed it, 
supposedly 51 CIA analysts, et cetera, all fake. It's a lie. That rigged the last election. The 2016 election, they actually effectively stole Trump's ability to govern with this Trump-Russia collusion hoax that Kristen Welker in particular and their network and otherwise pushed. Look at her face there, right? So I think, her, I, think, I think what I read in the answer, I think what she is saying, but she did not communicate so many words, is, yeah, we lied about it, but it's okay because it was for a purpose that we think advances the goodness of this country, so we're going to lie about it anyway. And I say, you know what? We're going to hold you accountable. It's going to take somebody with the actual guts to call that out for what it is because the media won't call itself out. So now it takes a candidate who's actually willing to do it. I was the only candidate on that stage who was, I think, willing and had the capability to step up and do it. So I don't intend to stop now, Benny. That's a first step of how we revive this country and get our country back is at least let the American people see the lies that the mainstream media has consistently fed them, how they stole the last 2016 election, the 2020 election. And unless we call that out and expose it, the 2024 election is next, and I'm not going to let that happen. So we have one final thing to play for you, and we just want a quick response. We know you're pressed for time. Last thing here, my team, yeah. my, my team is saying, my team is saying, uh, my team is saying, play the meme real quick. Okay, I just want your reaction to this. This is going viral right now. And then I get a little bit lonely when you're never coming round. Turn around. Every now and then I get a little bit tired. Listen to the sound of my tears. Turn around. Every now and then I get a little bit nervous. That the best of all the years have gone by. Turn around. Every now and then I get a little bit terrified. And then I see the look in your eyes. Turn around. Accurate or not? I love it. I think it's accurate. And I, uh, you know, I think we're going <laughs> to stay true to the words of that song. I love that. Whoever made that, props to them. They nailed it. I love it. <laughs> Thanks for making Godspeed. Thank you, man. Good seeing you, buddy. Bye. <laughs>
There's a Breitbart fact check on this because it was brought up. And so the RNC lets Russian collusion hoaxers, Hunter Biden laptop hoaxers, come in and make money off our movement. We got, we got nothing. We got no leadership. It is such a scam. Donald Trump's right to actually avoid these debates. It's really good that there was a bull, like, it's really good that there was a bull in the China shop on the debate stage last night. Donald Trump was down the street in Hialeah. We have a clip from that as well. But speaking truth, man, here we go. This is, uh, this is the kind of, there you go. Fact check, Christian Welker. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Fact check, Christian Welker did peddle the Russia collusion hoax, yet the RNC said, come on down. Moderate our debate. You 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 literally kneecapped Donald Trump his first three years in office before we were able to manufacture a virus to use against him. We were we kneecapped Donald Trump and we we're gonna reward you by letting you make money off the off the GOP. Boy, we are led by such cowards. It's nice to hear it's nice to hear the truth on the stage, man. It's nice. It's good to hear, like, uh, Zelensky called out. This was, this was a time that, like, talk about being in line. Like, talk about the cares of the American people. What do you care the most about? Do you care the most about Israel or Ukraine? I doubt you do. And while I know that you're probably a good person and you don't want bad things to happen in those places, I don't either. And I don't want bad things to happen to, to, to anyone, American or otherwise. Uh, I bet that you care a little bit more about your own country. And it was good to hear Ukraine called out like this. Cautious as they should level with the American people here. Ukraine is not a paragon of democracy. This is a country that has banned 11 opposition parties. It has consolidated all media into one state TV media arm. That's not democratic. It has threatened not to hold elections this year unless the U.S. forks over more money. That is not democratic. It has celebrated a Nazi in its ranks, the comedian in cargo pants, a man called Zelensky, doing it in their own ranks. That is not democratic. More facts for you that you won't hear from the mainstream in either party or the mainstream media. The regions of Ukraine that are occupied by Russia right now in the Donbass, Luhansk, Donetsk, these are Russian-speaking regions that have not even been part of Ukraine since... Come on, baby. It's nice to hear that called out. Yeah, of course, Zelensky. Well, hold on, hold on. People are like, how could you call Zelensky uh, a Nazi supporter? Which I think is the, the, ter- the tertiary argument there. Well, I don't know, man. How about the Azov Battalion, which is a white nationalist Nazi battalion that has been integrated into the Ukrainian armed forces? What about Zelensky in Canada saluting and applauding, giving a standing ovation for a literal Nazi? Has he apologized for that? Has 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 Voldemort Zelensky apologized for standing up in, in Canada and applauding for a guy who fought with the Nazis against the Russians? Hey, guys, really quick, super fast history lesson. If you were fighting against the Russians during World War II in Ukraine, in German-occupied Ukraine, then you were fighting with the Nazis. Like, at what, like at what level do we call out the Christian persecution in Ukraine? That was also called out. Hey, yo, like they just banned a Christian church in Ukraine. The largest Christian church in Ukraine was just made illegal in Ukraine. Can, can, is anybody going to say that? Or are we just going to talk about Israel all day? Like, we live in a vast majority Christian nation here. The taxpayer base in America is a Christian taxpayer base. Anybody going to talk about persecution of Christians at all? Hello, Bueller. How about in Armenia? Like, when where are, there was a genocide against Armenian Christians. Can we talk about that? We're just going to talk about Palestine. 
No? Yeah? Palestine's not even a real place. So, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, it's, um, we've been, we've been led astray, frankly, by people who are addicted. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. To conflict. And the reason why they're addicted to conflict is not for any virtuous purpose. It's not to defend democracy because Ukraine is a democracy. It's to get rich. They get rich. Biden's get rich. Defense contractors get rich and then they donate more money to the super PACs. Dude, it's a horribly corrupt industry. And where's the money come from? Your future, your bank accounts, the value of your dollar. Man, it is a sick, sick puppy, the way our government works and the way our corporate media works and the way our establishment uh, GOP works. And so it's nice to hear the person who was acting the most like Dick Cheney on the stage last night called out for it. Go. The fact of the matter is the Republican Party is not that much better. You have the likes of Nikki Haley, who stepped down from her time at the UN. Bankrupt or in debt is, was her family. Then she becomes a military contractor. She joins the board of Boeing and otherwise, and is now a multimillionaire. So I think that that's wrong when Republicans do it or Democrats do it. That's the choice we face. Do you want a leader from a different generation who's gonna put this country first, or do you want Dick Cheney in three-inch heels? All right, Mr. In which case, we've got two of them on stage Mr. tonight. Ramaswamy, thank you. Senator, uh, Senator <laughs> I wish we've got two of them on stage tonight. <laughs> you can hear that was like kind of uh, you talked over. Good line. Good line. So the line that got a lot of play was the attack on TikTok. Like there are so many issues in America right now. I don't like TikTok. Okay, like I don't have TikTok on my phone. Um, I'm split. On TikTok, quite frankly, it's like obviously Chinese spyware, right? But I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, there's there is so are my apps American spyware? Because I know for a fact that the NSA can jump into any of my apps, right? And can check all my stuff. Like, are all like clearly Twitter was a government spyware operation and a government censorship operation. Like, again, it's hard to wander around saying that you we're defending democracy when our elections are so rigged that Democrat go, uh, judges in Connecticut are throwing out elections because they can't figure out who the winner was because of fraud. Right. So, oh, yeah, we're defending democracy. Well, we're no paragon of democracy. And so when it comes to the blatant on the face hypocrisy or like embarrassing double standards, it does seem to be a absolutely and totally viable uh, uh, attack vector to say your adult, the adult human being and your, the adult human being that is your kid, which also is Hunter Biden, right? Is using TikTok, right? Nikki Haley is like, we need to ban TikTok. And she attacked Vivek for using TikTok. But it's like, wait a second. Like, there's not a child. Uh, they use like this is a seems like a perfectly logical avenue of like criticism. Your kids on tick you want to ban TikTok, but your kid uses it. So how does that work out? Right? Here's the moment. 
Well, I, I, I want to laugh at why Nikki Haley didn't answer your question, which is about looking at families in the eye. In the last debate, she made fun of me for actually joining TikTok while her own daughter was actually using the app for a long time. So you might want to take care of your family first. Leave my daughter out of your else. voice. Your adult daughter. The next generation of Americans are using it. And that's actually the point. You have her supporters crapping her up. That's fine. Here's the truth. You're just the easy scum. answer is... So that made like th that was the clip that everyone has run with this morning because everyone thinks that's like a boom clap win. But I don't get it, man. Like, I don't get it. If I was sitting here criticizing someone for using YouTube or Rumble, I mean, you know, Rumble Studio right now, right? I mean, Rumble Locals Studio right now. So if I was criticizing someone for using Rumble or Locals and I'm sitting here in the studio using it, my my company is using it right now. That, that would seem to be like a I'm an adult, right? Like that seems to be a logical criticism. You'd be like, "What? What's wrong with you, Benny? You're using you're using it. How is it not? How is that an own? Also, keep my daughter out of your voice is a, I don't strange way to say that. I guess, but okay. Nikki Haley also said that her heels were ammunition. No, I I still can't quite figure that one out either. Everyone was off kilter last night because well, Vivek just came in from the top rope and started swinging a chair as hard as he could. It's refreshing to see. I'd love to see more of it. That's what an actual debate should be. One final point on this that I guess I'll make, which is like Nikki Haley would, uh, would, would criticize Joe Biden's son day and night. Like he's an adult too. Hunter Biden's an adult. Are, are kids off limits forever? Well, everyone criticizes Hunter Biden in the GOP. So if you're adult, I think if, you're, if your kids are children, then it's one thing. But if they're, if they're adults by every standard of society and they're making decisions and you wish to be in the public sector, then you have to assume that your family is going to come under scrutiny. Every single person there says that Joe Biden and Hunter Biden should go to prison, and we do often, for the actions of Joe Biden's children. So isn't it like the little, uh, the small scintilla hypocritical to be like, I'll criticize Hunter Biden, but don't you dare talk about my adult children? Listen, man, you're the one, like, if you want to be a private citizen, then good. You should be able to live in privacy and peace. I fully agree with that. But if you wish to run for public office and have the taxpayer pay for you and your life and to support you and your family and the American government support you effectively, become like a welfare person that lives off of us, then, well, there's a level of, pub of being public that comes with that. And if you have adult children, then I don't know, man. Everyone criticizes Hunter Biden. That's all I'm saying. Okay. That's all I'm saying. All right. All right. I, you know, what can, what can I say? I got kids too. I don't want someone to be mean to my kids, but they're little, little children. When they're 50 or 30, will it be different? I mean, at some point they're adults, right? So, you know, you got to shrug it off. And I, you know, if you want to run for super high off, the most powerful person in the world, well, you would assume that your family's going to take some criticism. But the person who took, no criticism at the debate, which is wild, is Joe Biden. Like, there was never any questions about Joe Biden. This is why you can't have rigged debates with moderators like this. Because the Republican base is like, Joe Biden has dementia. We don't like that. But no, the, there wasn't a single question about, like, Joe Biden's job performance, right? There wasn't a single critical question of Joe Biden. In fact, it took till the very end closing remarks for anyone to say anything about Joe Biden. And Vivek's like, Joe Biden ain't the real president, Okay. You, you, you probably say in the comment section, this is just the Vivek show. Well, find me another clip last night 
that actually had any punch to it. We're a show that follows the energy. We're a show that follows like that that is pattern recognition and gets on the trends. And baby, coming out, ending, coming out swinging, ending swinging. Joe Biden ain't the real president. Whoa, hot damn, go. We've talked a lot about foreign wars tonight, but we're in the middle of a war right here at home. It's a war not between black and white or Democrat and Republican. It's between those of us who believe in our founding ideals and love this country and a fringe minority who hates the United States of America. And I think it's going to take a commander in chief to lead us to victory in that war, who first of all knows that we're in a war, second of all can't be captured by the special interests along the way. But third is from the next generation, somebody with fresh legs to lead us to victory. I'll shut down the deep state. I'll declare economic independence from China. I'll keep us out of World War III and then revive national pride in this country. I also want to close with one message to the Democrat Party. End this farce that Joe Biden is going to be your nominee. We know he's not even the president of the United States. He's a puppet for the managerial class. So have the guts to step up and be honest about who you're actually going to put up so we can have an honest debate. Biden should step aside, end his candidacy now, so we can see whether it's Newsom or Michelle Obama or whoever else. All right, Just Mr. tell Mr. us the Swanee, truth so we can have an honest debate. Man, wouldn't you want to see Tucker Carlson moderate a debate? Wouldn't you have had a better debate? Wouldn't you have had different questions if it was Tucker Carlson asking the questions instead of a bunch of hope, like wild-eyed leftist Democrat Party apparatchiks framing the debate all about Ukraine and Israel? The first hour of the debate was Ukraine and Israel. The first hour. Do you give a damn? Let me rephrase this. What matters more to you? Like the inflation that is crushing your family? The future for your grandchildren? Or the Donbass region of Ukraine? A border skirmish in Ukraine. Like what matters more to you? I'm not saying that these things don't matter. I'm saying as an American, we are supporting, we are voting for an American president. Yet the first hour plus were foreign policy questions at this debate. What the F? Do you think things are going great here? Like, do, do you feel like things have gotten better or worse in America? Good question. Let me know in the comment section. Like, and and if like the uh, clearly the polls show that the vast preponderance of Americans know that things have gotten worse. So, what does that mean? W what that means is you should probably be focusing on American domestic policy instead of foreign policy. Maybe ask a few foreign policy questions at the end of the debate. I'm fine with 15 minutes on that. But if you have a two-hour debate and you're going to spend hours on foreign policy, you are missing the plot, yo. NBC News admitting that Vivek won the debate. Watch. Trump well. How would you rate how, how former Ambassador Nikki Haley and Governor Ron DeSantis handled Vivek Ramaswamy? Because I think that if you can't handle Vivek on this debate stage, how are you going to handle Donald Trump? Again, some have some good moments, some have some cringe moments. I thought the back and forth was interesting. It's obvious that Vivek Ramaswamy and Nikki Haley do not like each other. Yeah. They went after each other the whole time. Ron DeSantis got into it to some degree uh, with the China issue in South Carolina. They went back and forth over that. 
Listen, I do think that DeSantis and Haley clearly are a cut above the rest of the field at this point. Nowhere near where Trump is, obviously, but they are separating themselves. You're right. It was a very substantive debate. They didn't step on each other. It wasn't a melee and they weren't yelling at each other. It didn't look like a food fight. They were trying to tell the American people, here's where we need to take this country and I'm the best person to do it. The problem is I think the front runner has a better shot at that at this point. Well, there you go. Okay, that's Hogan Gidley. I know Hogan. He's a good dude. Worked for Trump. Trump guy, right? And there were Trump people in the audience, or at least that's what I heard. Some people tell me these people were chanting Ron, 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 but I was sitting in like next to the front row last night and I heard people chanting Trump, 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 Trump. That's what I heard. I even put up a clip on my, you know, videotaped it and I tweeted it, right? Here's what I saw. So some people are telling me they were chanting Ron. I heard Trump. I heard Trump. And I that's the clip that I didn't edit the clip. That's what I got from my phone. As soon as they started chanting, I put my phone up. Right. And then that was a producer for NBC, like saying, don't you dare. Don't chant. Right. Don't chant. Could be Ron. Dave Rubin, who I think films here all the time, like like in, in this studio and it's gracious enough to let us use it, uh, tells me that they, they were chanting Ron. So open to interpretation. I would never lie. I've never lied to you. I will never lie to you. Okay. Never lie to you. I heard Trump. Maybe that, maybe, that, maybe I just have a tickle in the ear. Right. And I'm just going to naturally, naturally hear that. Maybe there's something Freudian to it. I don't know, but there were articles written about how Trump chant breaks out during GOP debate. It wasn't actually a commercial break. It was actually before the debate, right before the debate started. Ladies and gentlemen, I sent that from my cellular device what is my cellular device? Baby, it's Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile is the cell phone service that I use. We go all over the country. We travel everywhere. And last night, very bad cell phone service inside of the arena there. Yet I was able to tweet. Yet I was able to use my phone and able to use it because I use Patriot Mobile. And they are a non-woke company that is addicted to free speech. And their speech is free and it is dependable, something that is very important for us here. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Benny or call 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Benny, patriotmobile.com slash Benny. So ladies and gentlemen, uh, yesterday Donald Trump held a rally down the street. Has a uh, Donald Trump often does this. The rally was absolutely packed out with a uh, with a uh, not, a, a lot of people. I mean, it looks like there's thousands and thousands of people at this rally, uh, but also with big time celebrities. Roseanne was there. Here's Roseanne. Yeah, but I want to say right now, aren't we all tired of the deep state bullshit? I can't hear you. I want you to say it louder. Aren't we all fed up with the deep state bullshit? Okay, there's a family show. We try as hard as we can to bleep curse words when, when we can. Some slip in there a little bit. Uh, uh, ALX, can you get me the shot of all of the, like the, the sort of like the crowd, right? Because there's a lot of people saying that no one showed up at this thing. I, I saw some of that, like people tweeting to say, like, oh, nobody showed up. But 
uh, man, I saw I saw a lot of people there. We have a clip like sort of showing the 360. It's a ton of people packed in, uh, and they got a good show. Don Jr. had a hilarious line about Joe Biden being a Roomba running out of batteries. Go. It's never coherent, but like borderline semi-coherent. In about 90 seconds, it wears off. And then, I forget who, I saw it somewhere. It was sort of the perfect, and Joe Biden turns into a Roomba. Did not think I would hear Roomba chanted at a uh, at a, a Donald Trump rally. Now, my producers tell me that this is like a this is a joke from a comedian that uh, really really funny made joke made like there's a paraphrase of a joke from a comedian uh, Shane Gillis I think is his name. Here's the audience that we asked for big old stadium. It was the stadium in Hylia called Ted Hendricks Stadium in Hylia down the road from the GOP debate. So worth noting that there. are Absolutely thousands of people packed into that audience. And they heard Donald Trump say, we're going to win, baby. We are cooking Joe Biden in the polls. Watch. You probably saw last week the New York Times, no big fan of mine, I would say. And the Siena poll, very respected, of the general election. We are leading crooked Joe Biden in almost all of the swing states in Pennsylvania. So that's true. I mean, like you know, demonstrably. And we've done a number of shows on that. Uh, Donald Trump also saying now is the time for a non-politically correct president. And we could not agree more. Why? In times like these, you can't afford to have a president who wants to be politically correct. We have to do things properly. We cannot have an administration that takes foreign policy advice from Ilhan Omar or Rashida Tlaib. Can't do that. Can't do that. AOC plus three, right? AOC plus three. So Donald Trump hitting, uh, you know, playing the old, playing the oldies, spinning the classics. The people loved it. And uh, there's a there's a viral image out showing Donald Trump getting like twice the viewership of the GOP debate, which makes a lot of sense. Uh, uh, it was, I think, it was a YouTube screenshot where you had the GOP debate versus Donald Trump debate, the, the mainstreams, and Donald Trump was getting twice the viewership. Uh, the Trump show goes on. Donald Trump is up double digits on everyone, like cruising by like 30, 40, 50 points, depending on the poll on the uh, GOP primary. And so a lot of this is pre- pre- presumptive, right? But you have to assume that this is like the race for a VP, maybe the race for cab- cabinet secretaries and stuff. Like who's, who, who could possibly catch Trump in these polls? You see Donald Trump in these polls, like maybe they'll tighten a little bit, but I don't know, man. The Iowa caucuses are like in two months. So what are you, you going to get, right? What are you going to get? Well, you know what you're going to get from the other side? You know what you're going to get from Hillary Clinton? Hillary Clinton went on The View, because there's not enough witches on that show anyway, and said that Donald Trump is Hitler. Now, let me tell you this. One thing you'll never hear from me. You may hear me say that uh, there are tertiary connections between Zelensky and Nazis because there are. There are. All right? Like, that that's a fact. He stood up and plotted the Nazi in Canada. He integrates the Azov Battalion into the, the tertiary connection. I'll never, ever call anyone Hitler. 
Okay, let me make that very clear. It is the laziest critique. It's actually what you use when you have no more, when you have nothing of substance to say, okay? I think it's called Godwin's Law. Godwin's Law is that when you are losing a battle or losing an argument, you simply just call everyone Hitler, okay? And so that's why you see this act all the time, and it should give you great, you shouldn't be upset at clips like this. You should be like overjoyed because they've lost things to call Donald Trump, all right? Here's Hildebeest, uh, you know, tightening, tightening, her, tightening her noose as she wanders through the federal correctional facility looking for her next, next victim, making a pit stop at the Butte. People would get legitimately elected, mm -hmm. and then they would try to do away with elections mm -hmm. and do away with opposition and do away with a free press. And you could see it in countries where, well, Hitler was duly elected, That's right? right? Yeah. And so all of a sudden, somebody with those tendencies, those dictatorial, authoritarian tendencies would be like, oh, okay, we're going to shut this down. We're going to throw these people in jail. And, and they didn't usually telegraph that. Trump is telling us yes. what he intends yes. to right. do. Um, I'm no historian, okay? I'm no historian. But Hitler didn't win like a popular vote, right? His, his party won a portion of the parliamentary elections, right? But I think he never cracked 30% which is kind of similar if Hillary ran. <laughs> but he never like cracked 30%, something around there. Okay. And then what happened? Well, he stayed, he, according to most historians, uh, in order to seize power, he staged a fake insurrection, burned down the Reichstag, the governmental building, the legislative body, literally staged an attack on the governmental body, blamed the communists, and then sued for total authoritarian control. Who's that sound like, actually? Who stages fake insurrections and then goes into a hysteria declaring that you need uh, supreme police state control of everything and everyone in order to stop the big bad insurrection from happening, an attack on uh, the governmental buildings uh, of the nation. Who's that? What? I, like, I've, I've seen this one before. Oh, there's a rerun. I've seen this before. Who would do that? Why did Nancy Pelosi, uh, when January 6th was happening, say, I've been waiting for this, trespassing at the Capitol? You've been waiting for that? I mean, we have the clip. So if you're going to make these kind of lazy, if you're going to make these kind of lazy critiques, at the very least, understand basic history, right? Hitler never won like a popular vote. I don't even like talking about Hitler on the program because it's, it's such a lazy critique. But if you want to get historical, you want to get factual, I got you, baby. I got you. I also got you because while Hillary Clinton is scared of Donald Trump and his golden hair, his golden orange skin, and his uh, golden toilets at Mar-a-Lago, uh, I am certainly not scared. Not of Donald Trump becoming president uh, for a second term. I'd love that. Uh, or of gold. Uh, I like gold quite a bit. I invest in gold. And I invest with my partners at Allegiance Gold. Ladies and gentlemen, Allegiance, Allegiance Gold is who I trust to diversify my investments. You may have noticed that things aren't going great economically or to your high inflation uh, and the collapse of the dollar. 
the erosion of the value of the dollar. It has never been worth less. That is because of the policies of people like Hillary Clinton. And that is because they actually want you to be poorer. So the thing they can't erode is the value of gold. That's why governments all around the world are hoarding it and buying it up. You should consider diversifying into gold. Precious metals with my friends at Allegiance Gold. Go to protectwithbenny.com today or call 8446-BENNY to get $5,000 in free silver with qualifying purchase. Do not wait. Protect your future now with Allegiance Gold. Protectwithbenny.com. Let's go, baby. So we have uh, some wild documentary content for you. We've been, of course, filming and doing an enormous amount. Like, huge shout-out to the team. Huge shout-out to our producers. We've been, for the last, what, it's Thursday, but since Monday, we've been on the go, Washington, D.C., uh, here in Miami, a uh, ton of stuff with Ted Cruz, ton of stuff on the Hill, obviously went live from Capitol Hill, and we have big documentary products that we've been filming also here in Miami. And so we're excited to share all of it with you. It is you who support us and allow us to do this work. Please, if you are a member of the Salty Army, if you wish to support our work as independent journalists here, uh, go to bennyjohnson.com slash brigade. Join the Benny Brigade. The Benny Brigade for less than a $5 foot long per month. Less than us, less than a subway. What you can't even get a five dollar foot long anymore, right? Like, can you even get a six inch subway? I don't even know. I don't know. I haven't gotten a subway in a while. You can support us. You can keep us independent. You can get the greatest keychain. I don't have one on me. You can get the greatest keychain on earth. The official Benny Brigade keychain. We'll ship it to you, to your door. And ladies and gentlemen, we will be here for you. You can support our work, and we thank you for being members of the Benny Brigade. We carry on. Because of you, you help support us, and we, in turn, will go out and fight for you. That's how this works. That's how it should work. Ladies and gentlemen, how do we fight? Well, we fight because we have our eyes set correctly and profoundly and rightly uh, on what actually matters, right? Which isn't actually any of the tertiary battles here in this world. This is a sunken place. It's worth fighting. You're going to be judged for what you do down here, but it's really important to keep your eye on the prize, right? which is who's actually in control. God's in control, okay? And so we always have our verse of the day, today from Hebrews 4.16. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Well, it sure does seem like our country's in a time of need. We got a presidential election less than a year from now. Holy smokes, it's gonna go fast. And we will be here for you. God bless you. March upright. Be upstanding. Benny Brigade, Salty Army. We march on. We'll see you back in Tampa. Appreciate you tuning in for shows that have kind of been all over the place. We'll be back at our regular time tomorrow. It's your boy, Benny. See ya.